You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Grains, aka Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hell World. I am joined, as always, by Sarge. Hello from the internet and the mysterious hell. Hello, my babies. Hello, my honeys. Hello, my ragtime gals. <laughs> I was hoping you'd revive the the lost uh, intro from yesterday. Uh, uh, I mean, g- give it some time. I'll just it. Uh, I mean, we gave it two attempts yesterday. Uh, a little, pe- a little looky loo behind the curtain. Really early in this podcast, we. We, uh, we tried to record this before, and it failed twice due to internet issues, and uh, I did a different intro. Yeah, and, uh, I, I so... didn't say what it was, so you can you can always bring it back. I didn't oh, I, it. I will surprise people in the future. Yes. Yeah. It's coming. Get ready for it. It's magical. <laughs> it's, 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 it dusted off a little Michigan J. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering to see how far it was going. I was willing for you to just ride the whole thing out. I was going to be like, hey... El's got the floor. Let him, let let him do his thing. I'm, 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 you abuse me, honey. You lose me. Alone. <laughs> so telephone and tell me I'm your own. There you go. <laughs> yes. And then I get put back in the shoebox and put in the cornerstone of that apartment building or whatever. Yeah, Michigan J. Frog is weird and troubling. Like not just like his immortal status. Yeah, like, so, I uh, I mean, it's not my call to make as to whether or not Michigan J. Frog is inherently racist, but I always saw him as sort of like a like a weird Twilight Zone character, because he, he was just like this weird, immortal, cursed thing that you can only get rid of by burying in concrete until the next person is unfortunate enough to dig him up. <laughs> yeah, the, because the, when we next see him in that episode, it's like jetpack, laser gun, far future. And he's still got that top hat and he's still singing and dancing, but only for the person who discovers him. 
Hey, I, I, much as I, I forget who said it, but someone said I, I, I must imagine Sisyphus happy. So I like to think that that frog is also happy doing his thing, as it were. Hey, um, Warner Brothers, if you're listening to this and you wanna you you wanna give us the uh, the reins to Michigan J, we'll write up a script treatment for some sort of like modern horror take on the <laughs> frog. Yeah, the big uh, it follows, but with Michigan J. <laughs> We can do this, and we can also get into QAnon, which is a little bit, which might even be darker than Michigan J, but maybe not. Content warning: The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. So, what do we want to talk about first? Uh, and- well, I was going to bring up uh, this week's the start being uh, our boy. Uh, QAnon John uh, getting himself uh, right. busted out of Caesar's palace because when you tell the military to, oh, you know, overthrow the government, stage a coup, leave their posts, treason, as it were, certain uh, people... Give, a, give us a quick recap on QAnon John and what he is getting thrown out of Caesar's palace doing. Uh, so QAnon John is has basically sort of uh, become like the money mark, like this big promoter of these events. He staged the QAnon double down in Texas that uh, drew all the big people. Michael Flynn was there. Sidney Powell was there. That was where Michael Flynn uh, made the comment, hey, Myanmar should happen in America. And then when people were like, whoa, Michael Flynn, whoa, he was like, I never said, he was like, I never said that. You can't prove I said that. We have you on tape saying it. No, you don't. So, so um, yeah. So my, QAnon John ran that event, and it was so successful that he had to run another event. And the, the next event was going to be held in Las Vegas. And and he made But it's him, no longer being held in Las Vegas. No. And what was really funny was his comments about how the military needs to leave their post. They need to commit mutiny. They need to, like, stand up for the stolen election. The rest of, like, QAnon proper got all scared that QAnon John, who is kind of, like, paying the money for Jordan Sather and other Jamokes in that group to, like, go uh, do these speaking gigs, uh, they were, like, this is bad. And they actually kicked him out of their uh, giant club treehouse of QAnon schmucks. They kicked him out of their room. They were, like, QAnon John's uh, opinions about coups using the military to overthrow civilian governments do not reflect our opinions, even though even though they really do, and we totally love Myanmar and we wish it would happen here. But yeah, so uh, pound sand, QAnon John, you're not welcome in our chat room anymore. Yeah, it's, it says no homers. We're allowed to have one. Yes, exactly. We're allowed to have Pepe Lives Matter, who like literally every day tweets out, God, why do I not live in Myanmar? Oh, if only I could watch the military crushing people, begging for the right to vote. I would be so happy. And it doesn't sound like Pepe Frog. You didn't say kek once. <laughs> <laughs> Libtard. Libtard. Oh. Uh, so didn't he, didn't Qunan John also get in trouble for admitting that QAnon exists and they're not supposed to do that right? It's verboten. It's like Voldemort. Um, oh well, he got he got people mad at him because he wouldn't change his like uh, his pen name, as it were, because he's because he's been QAnon John for like a very long time, right? And then, and then Q came out with that Q drop, uh, Q drop forty eight uh, forty eight eighty one, where Q was like, "There is no such thing as QAnon." Q 
QAnon was created by the fake news media. There is only Q and the Anons. And you will see so many QAnon uh, followers parrot that line verbatim, which proves QAnon is real. Because Q's literal fan club is doing exactly what Q tells them to do. It's ridiculous. So uh, QAnon John uh, was just sort of like, hey, guys, look, this is my name. We all know what QAnon is, even though it may not really exist anymore. But still, I, I ain't changing it. I'm keeping it because this is my brand. And by the way, I'm the one who pays for these uh, hotels. I'm the one who pays for Michael Flynn to come out here and talk shit and Sidney Powell and all these other clowns. So if if you want if you want QAnon John's uh, money, you got to accept that QAnon get, John gets to keep his name. So um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's how he that's how he rolls. That's how he operates. Oh man, like it, yeah, it really. That's so weird that Caesar's Palace didn't want uh, all that dumb QAnon money after they just kept repeatedly calling for more overthrows of the government. How how weird! What and a what, what a twist! And what was so weird is it took Caesar's like a week to throw him out because like he had said these things, and then after he said these things, everyone was like, "Hey, Caesar's, you 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 should get rid of this guy. This guy's a real bad look." for your business. You should not have him there. And uh, next thing you know, uh, and, and, and John's just sitting there being like, Hey, Caesars hasn't kicked me out yet. They're not going to kick me out. We're good. The convention is happening. We're doing it. And then finally, after like a week, uh, Caesars was like, Oh yeah, by the way, you're not allowed on the property anymore. Get it? No. You're, the, you're- the CEO was like, the name Caesar has never been and will never be associated with overthrowing a government. At <laughs> two? Yes. Exactly. Oh my God. These fucking chowder heads. Like- so, uh, QAnon John has, uh, recently, uh, posted images to his telegram of the Trump hotel in Vegas and like making and like kind of giving his audience a wink and a nod that maybe I'll hold the rally here at the Trump branded building. And uh, just so you know, that that was a possibility. Why wasn't that the first fucking choice the whole time? Because the Trump building's in the middle of fucking nowhere. It's like, it's like not even on like the strip proper. It's it's just like fucking boonie land. I never saw the Trump building like you, you have to like, go out of your way to find like the Trump Hotel in in Vegas because it's not it's it's not in downtown and it's not uh, on the Strip. It's like just in like a vortex of like nowhere land. So, so you, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, the, the, the QAnon movement would much rather have the visibility and ease of getting to the Las Vegas Strip than it would uh, literally holding their QAnon rallies in Donald Trump buildings. Yes. Wow. They, they, they'd rather be downtown than in clown town. Am I right, guys? <laughs> damn, <laughs> nailed damn it. right. <laughs> Those fucking yeah. clowns. Yeah. So um, that is kind of like the weird internet side of things. It's time to look at some headlines. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. Um, oh boy, we have so many good headlines yeah. this week. Uh, well, I want to. I want to start with the audit. So the audit's done, right? They they handed uh, the Cyber Ninjas definitely handed over all their data and everything like they were supposed to. Uh they are now working on a three volume installment of the audit report, and you they sh- 
Shut up. Really? Yes, really. And they think they've kind of sort of got part one done. And the rest of it. Yeah, so right now we're in the audit, and the next it's the audit reloaded, and then the third one's the audit revolutions. Yes. So we're, this is the new hope of the audit? Uh, All of these things, exactly. This, it's so, it's so ridiculous. And what has really happened recently, because we haven't even actually seen this like opening snippet, this opening gambit, what we have found, um, is that Cyber Ninjas had to turn over a lot of their um, documents for transparency about this whole process, which they were trying to keep as untransparent as humanly possible. (laughs) And um, so the main things we learned was our boy, Dr. Shiva, who we got a listener question from last week about Mr. Crazy Guy, inventor of email, running for U.S. Senate in Massachusetts and claiming he got voter frauded out of the nomination and all that stuff. Apparently, he was contacted by Cyber Ninjas to try to help them crack the case when, like, yeah, he claims he invented email a million years ago, but he has no actual, like, uh, knowledge of hacking or uh, Dominion voter software or any of that stuff. They they could have gotten wrong. Know, did, did, they, did they want him to bust out his fucking Apple too and start getting, like, hack? Like, he's like, let me get my floppy drive real quick and I'll get to it. Now, yeah. you invented email. 30 or 40 years ago, nothing has changed in how that works since then. Uh, So you're definitely still like, we need you to hack the mainframe of all email. What? That'd be like like trying to get like Nolan Bushnell to debug your video game in 2021. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's like finding the guy who invented the original Nintendo and being like, here, like (laughs) rework, rebuild my switch for me. What? Like, yeah. So they got Doctor Shiva on the on the case, and we also found out Doctor like, Shiva. Yeah, uh, it sounds like a fucking James Bond villain. Doesn't yeah, it? this oh, all God. God is he? God is he petting a white cat while a laser beam goes up to James Bond's crotch? I mean, yeah, it's, all of these things are happening. He's just uh, like, I, I, I invented email, and they're just like, Oh wow, you must have made a fortune off of that. And he's like, No, I didn't. i am quite poor yeah and uh oh yeah and he's also a covid denier and pretty much full QAnon at this point so wait dr shiva is yeah dr shiva is he's a crank crank he's like totally in it to win it on all fronts just absolutely like looking for his audience found his audience in right-wing griftosphere and will literally say anything they want to hear in order to get those sweet sweet ducats from them because uh, that's that's how Dr. Shiva rolls. So, um, <laughs> Looks so we at found, notes. Yep. So, so we found that. We also found out that uh, uh, Ken uh, Burns, um, like uh, audit uh, pack, funded this thing over like three million dollars. That like various like uh, people affiliated with Trump were like asking like how they should funnel money into this operation and all and all these other kind of good things and. The I think the most like horrifying thing, and beyond all of it being just being horrifying, was the fact that the people that were uh, in like the kind of like the cyber ninja like infrastructure or hierarchy, the volunteers looking at the ballots, they were volunteers, but the people above them who were like the floor manager and stuff, some of them were getting paid up to hundred and twenty five dollars an hour to manage the audit. 
So, like, a couple people who worked for, like, two or three weeks cleared, like, $20,000 just for barking at people while they were looking at ballots. And if this isn't, like, an unbelievably obvious sign of grift, I don't know what is. I mean, it's just... uh Hey, my my buddy Jimmy needs needs some needs a job here, so we'll we'll have him be a floor manager for the audit and just pay him a hundred an hour. So you just work a ten hour shift, clear a clean thousand dollars. I mean, just must be. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, for for that kind of money, I, I'll look for I'll look for traces of hoisin sauce on ballots. <laughs> They're all just Panda Express menus. They, yeah. they were never ballots. They're just yeah. a giant pile of Panda Express. Yeah, menus. they're just like guys. Look at all these. Look at all these ballots we found for Trump. It's just Panda Express menus with with Trump scrawled on them in crayon. Oh, it turns out I'm year the rat. Oh, well, look at that. <laughs> god damn it. Yeah. yeah oh my god. So these, I mean, these people were just like taking in all this money from Burns' grift pack and then just distributing it to their friends and family as floor managers and supervisors and all of this nice. other good stuff. I mean, it's it, it, like, it couldn't be more transparently a grift if it tried. I mean, it is it's incredible that, that they were able to do this and that everyone's really happy about it for, for the sake of like uh, the QAnon people. They're just like, Hey, look at our friends and all the money they're stealing. Way to go, you absolute criminal scum. I, I have to remind any conservative idiots that happen to be listening to this podcast that your champions of the moment are a group that unironically calls themselves Cyber Ninjas with a Z and Mike Lindell, better known as My Pillow Guy. The, the, those are your champions. Those are your those are your kings at the moment. The, like you're, you're you're having to put all your money behind those dudes. It, yeah, this is. This is definitely the best and the brightest here. Like a yeah. very professional name for your like cyber invest, your internet investigation firm. And I mean, would you? Well, first of all, those guys are like hella racist against at least one Asian culture. So it seems like it would be weird for them to like venerate ninjas while also just being like, we got to check these ballots for bamboo in case it came from the Chinese. And it's just like, okay, well, you're racist, so fuck off. How dare keep the word ninja out of your mouth. Uh, also, the plural of ninja is ninja. It's not ninjas, you morons. Uh, and uh, and also, when you think of a ninja, you do not think of some schlubby, overweight, uh, male pattern baldness white guy in his forties, like like uh, uh, cyber Beverly Hills ninjas. <laughs> oh my I just, god! I just pulled up. <laughs> I, yeah, I just pulled up the uh, the graph for all these people that were just making huge bank off this scam. The minimum hourly rate these people were working for was fifty an hour. So anyone, anyone who got one of these jobs was getting fifty an hour, and then they would have a pod manager. Basically, if you were a table manager, you got fifty an hour. But if you were a pod manager or a manager with no description or a floor manager, you could get a hundred to one hundred and twenty-five dollars an hour. But for the record, the people actually auditing the ballots actually looking for the soy sauce on the ballots and the the blue ink got nothing they were all volunteers they were or- volunteers yes the, the oh, people- they're, they're, they're they're just red-blooded american patriots that are there to do their due diligence right and like <laughs> missouri's yeah, not imagine- really any better but <laughs> jesus 
Can you imagine opting in for that? You're just, like you you find out that the the people that are like giving you your directions are making like up to hundred fifty dollars an hour or whatever, and you're just like, you know what? I'm still just going to do this for free because Donald Trump definitely won, and I can prove it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just that. Wait, you guys are getting paid, meme? Like, yeah. holy shit, what? Oh, 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 Sarge, you missed out. I just found on this chart, photographer got a hundred an hour. Uh, worked 14 hours and cleared uh, $12,800. Mm. <laughs> that was a, a one-day shift. They worked the 22nd of April taking pictures. <laughs> I mean, fucking $100 an hour for a professional photographer is, like, if you're doing real work, is a pretty good, is a normal day rate. Yeah. But that that's definitely someone's cousin that was just like, Hey, you need a photographer. Right. And they're like, yeah, we do. We'll get you on the payroll. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the photographer made the same amount of money as, a, as, as the pod manager, the manager and the aggregation manager. However, one nebulous floor manager got the full buck and a quarter. And that guy made 20, over $20,000 for uh, his shifts from May 2nd to May 14th. So in two weeks, that guy made 20, 20 times. <laughs> nice. Yeah, just just absolutely just shoveling money to their friends and family. Just the most nakedly obvious transparent scam I, I've ever seen. I mean, this is so ridiculous. People should go to jail for this. This is uh, just actually robbing the taxpayers of Arizona. Yeah, like Hillary. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 Damn right. Damn right. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, speaking of jail, because we've been talking about this stupid audit for a hundred years, it seems like. Uh, how about that Q shaman? I hear he's back in the news. Yeah, uh, he has cut a plea deal today, and uh, we are going to uh, find out the um, what the details of that deal are uh, tomorrow. Because he he's going to go before the judge, I think, like nine thirty sharp tomorrow morning, and uh, admit his guilt. And uh, he is. He's working hard on being repentant. He has declared that he does not want to be known as the Q, the Q shaman or the QAnon shaman anymore. Oh, I bet he doesn't. <laughs> that he uh, rejects QAnon in all of its forms. Wow. Really? And, really, he yeah. Bro- he yeah. broke faith that hard. Just- yeah, he's done. He's done with them. Well, I mean, if I was like literally the mascot of a movement and then I was part of their glorious attempt to save America... And then everyone was like, hey, false flag. Oh, you're Antifa. Oh, you were paid by Soros. I would probably like, hey, fuck you guys too. You, 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 I mean, I would, I would probably not be very happy with QAnon if I was that guy. Because while he was rotting in jail, everyone was calling him a Soros-funded crisis actor. I mean, that... He that got, whole- yeah, he got the taste, the full force of his own movement. And he's he's been sitting in jail this whole time too. He was not released on his own recognizance. Nope. Yeah. He he uh, he was like out for a little while because he he did Alex Jones. He like a week or so after he he got on Alex. Jones, yeah. They had their argument because Alex really wanted to like bury him because he wanted to he wanted to make QAnon the reason for why the riot happened and not the fact that Alex not was him actually yeah. on the street marching and all that good stuff. But uh, the guy was, like, really respectful, and then Alex found, like, some wedges to scream at him, and it was it was odd. But basically after that, finally he got the knock on the door, and they threw him in prison, and that's when he had that whole ordeal where he wasn't getting organic food for his tum-tum, so he was on a hunger strike and all that good stuff. And it's like, well, 
maybe don't try to participate in the overthrow of our government and you'll get your organic food, buddy. I mean, mistakes were made. So, um, yeah, we're going to, we're going to see what's, what, what's going to happen to him. I did read that like, it's, it is possible that they might just give him like time served for like the amount of time he was in jail. Cause he didn't do anything violent. He was, he was one of the morons who came in behind the idiots who broke down the doors and knocked uh, everything over. He, he was in the Capitol building with a fucking spear. Oh yeah, but he didn't, yeah. I, I mean, I would love him to do more jail, but he didn't. It would have been great if he was like fighting people with the spear or something. But he just was like photogenic and stupid and just walking around and having everyone take pictures of him, which is again what QAnon uses to make it all be a false flag. They're like, look at this idiot getting all this media attention and all these cameras. Obviously, it's fake. Oh, he's Antifa and. uh so we'll we'll see how much of the book they throw at him, but um, yeah, it's it's. I will say at the very least, it's good that he woke up and realized, oh wait, these people who told me where we go one, we go all, and we're doing on a brotherhood and a movement and solidarity. Yeah, they all they all gave up on that real fucking quick once once I, once I was in the Hooskow. It absolutely I mean, is. But that, that's only if you fucking believe that he's actually repentant. I, I don't believe for a, like I don't believe for a second that as soon as this guy is free of jail time, he's not just going to immediately go back to doing some right wing bullshit. Yeah, he, I, I do not believe his fucking crocodile tears for a second. Yeah, you, you, you know what, Q Shaman, when you you better become a progressive ass liberal when you get out because if, if you don't, <laughs> I will never for a second believe that you've repented. Sorry, buddy, you don't get to you don't get to dress around like a weird fucking Donald Trump cocksucking centaur for a mad long time and then get out of barely escape jail time and just be like, I've, I've repented. I, I, I denounce QAnon and all right wing bullshit. It's like, no, I yeah. mean, yeah, I don't believe it either, but, uh, some federal prison time would definitely get, uh, a number of people to realize, Oh, Q's not going to come busting through this wall and like rescue me. Donald Trump didn't like pardon me because he's not the president anymore. <laughs> Yeah, that where was, was a shadow a shadow pardon? <laughs> that was one of my favorite things uh, that actually happened in Q lore was there was that cop that was wearing a Q patch when Mike Pence came visiting Florida. And that cop got fired for wearing the Q patch and being in photographs of Mike Pence. And then Q actually... Uh, made a post telling that cop that like, if he ever applied for like a federal job, that he'd be like fast tracked and greenlit for like secret service or FBI or whatever. And I want to know if that cop ever actually tried it. And then that cop was like, fucking Q lied to me. Bullshit. He said he was going to get me in. And now, now I'm not getting in. What the fuck? Oh, come on, Q. What's going on, buddy? I'd say cops should know better than to wear a patch with an extremist movement while on duty. But like, they were wearing that Punisher shit all the time, so he probably oh, yeah. Look, I, I feel like we're well beyond giving cops the benefit of a doubt on anything. I mean, maybe that's just me. Maybe you just have to get to the old L level of liberalism before you're just like, I don't give cops benefit of a doubt for nothing. Like, well, I saw that headline about like, can you believe that this cop looks exactly like Dwayne the Rock Johnson? And I was like, now that fucking proof, prove it. <laughs> and you know what? He kind of does. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't. I can't believe were people calling him Cop Rock because they absolutely should have because that show was ridiculous and 
needs to see that's like a that's the sort of reference that we would make on this show because part of our gimmick is making references nobody gets but i i don't think the general public at large would 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 know that that was a reference to anything they'd just be like oh yeah he is yeah cop rock right on that's a good that's catchy yeah it's like no it's it's based on a hilarious thing that you've never heard of before um that, that's what, what I people need for. to know about cop rock maybe that's what we should do for next week's one year anniversary extravaganza the the cop rock episode yeah uh, we have we have well. our one year anniversary coming up and then uh how far away are we from the one year anniversary from when they needed him most q left them uh that was uh early it's like what november 24th or whatever it's it, it's early de- it's early december it's early december oh, when, so we're still we're still a ways off on that yeah but. we're still we're still a little bit of a way away from the one year delta uh december 8th was when q uh went back to his home planet they need him and we'll, we'll do something special for the the december 8th uh one year after q left us maybe we'll we'll play the exact amount of in the arms of an angel that we're legally allowed to. <laughs> you know what, guys? I, I you know, I, I, I will, I will fall on the grenade and I will smoke an eighth for the eighth for the podcast. I'll just get crazy, crazy faded on the podcast, just ripping monster gorilla finger blunts. Oh man, the eighth! Never forget the eighth. Yeah, let's let's just remember the friends we made along the way. Yeah, uh, but. <laughs> Back, back to headlines. Uh, the GOP wants to look at your uh, doesn't want people looking at their text messages for no reason, right? Oh, oh, the, uh, yeah. Uh, the uh, one six, uh, the one six committee has sent a request to the telecom companies, to be like, hey, uh, we want the uh, text messages and other data and all that good stuff from pretty much everybody because uh, we want to know how coordinated this whole thing was, you know, like Lauren Boebert, like actually like literally tweeting out the location of Nancy Pelosi during the riot and all that good stuff. Like, um, was she, I don't know, talking to some three percenters or proud boys or anybody else. So yeah, her, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Bo Brooks, Gomert, like all these chuckleheads. Can we like do a little peekaroo into their uh, data? And the Republicans have, like, literally uh, had kittens, freaked out, screaming and yelling. And uh, they have told the telecoms to not comply. And if they do comply, when Republicans get control back of Congress in the government, they will retaliate against the telecoms because that isn't a a threat or extortion or anything. Yeah, that's – I mean, isn't that – Kind of witness tampering. I know it's not exactly, but th- that feels. I think extortion was the right word. But I, I love how just completely fucking brazen the GOP has gotten now. Like it really had. Like uh, I was talking with Mike Rance about this off the podcast, but it really highlights. So well, one thing I agree with with our, our progressive friends it, <laughs> on is that uh, the current uh, Democrats in office are completely toothless fucking chuckleheads, mm. and they will just let like fucking Mark Rubio or whatever, whoever it was, just be like, oh, yeah, well, if Coca-Cola wants to boycott our shit, then the next time it comes to an $8 billion tax break, maybe we won't give it to him. And it's like, dog, you can't say that. Like, you're, you're literally talking about the pool that we all know you're playing, but it's supposed to remain hidden. And, and like, a threat like this is one of those things where it's just like, do I believe the GOP is capable of threatening a telecommunications company, like, in this way? Yes, absolutely. But the fact that they're just so brazen about doing it in public now... It's ridiculous. 
it's fucking absurd. Yeah, the quiet part has been loud for a while now. They're just straight up. That I, I mean, so what Joe Biden should do is he should label all of the all of the stuff that happened on January sixth as terrorism. Then he should produce his massive white wrinkly scrotum and he should drag it all the way down the the Patriot Act before presenting that Patriot <laughs> Act to his GOP colleagues and being like, terrorism means I do whatever the fuck I want. And then he should just immediately be like, subpoenas for all of this shit. You're giving it to us. You don't get to you don't get to choose. It's all ours. And if you don't like it, you can go to Guantanamo and be an enemy combatant and all the other useful euphemisms we use for stuff. Yeah, it's like, remember when all you fucking Republicans are super gung-ho about this Patriot Act? Well, guess what, bitches? January 6th was terrorism. Patriot Act means we do whatever the fuck we want. And if you have a problem with it, enjoy the bag over your head. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They gave us the go-ahead, so now we get to go ahead. Jeez. Yeah, if you got nothing to hide, you got nothing to fear. Yep. Oh, like, well, why, why doesn't Bobert want us to see your text messages? Yeah. Like, doesn't it, that? I mean, doesn't that automatically mean she has something to hide? That was what the government told us twenty years ago. Uh, yep. I, I mean, yeah. that was that was entirely after nine eleven and the whole run up into the Iraq War. It was just my way or the highway, and if you don't trust what the government's doing, why don't you trust it? What's your agenda, comrade? I mean. That was that was just the way it was. They operated. It was ridiculous. And now we have uh, Minority Leader McCarthy uh, basically giving us the little Susie speech to the telecoms. Nice little telecom company you have there. Be a shame if something were to happen to it. And and it's like we we now literally our our politicians are two bit mobsters. They're just actual yeah. I mean it. M- like you thugs. said, MTG just straight came out and was like, we'll shut you down. Like, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, but she's constantly saying completely nonsensical horse shit. But the, the fact that it's other members of the GOP just like getting involved in like threatening these telecommunication companies with some sort of like punitive action for like giving over these records if they are like requested of them by the government. It's like, it's just super weird. Like, uh, like it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody why Republicans would not want folks looking into the events of January sixth. Like, yeah, it, it certainly was not like liberal Democrats storming the Capitol to try to like you know prevent the new president from attaining their seat of power. Like it, it turns out, it was all weird conservative Republicans. Fucking strange, isn't it? What's, and like I was like reading about how like Jim Jordan and other Republicans were calling Trump, trying to get him to tell the mob to like stand down or to stop doing this. And the people were like, "Hey, did, did, does Jim Jordan think that Donald Trump has control over Antifa? Because wasn't it Antifa that was doing this? Why were you guys telling Trump to call off the dogs if if this wasn't you?" If this wasn't your boys doing it, I mean, you know what you were doing. So your and your cover story is unbelievably flimsy and bullshit. But I mean, the fact that you're pleading with Donnie Two Scoops to uh, to like tell everyone to back off, you're kind of giving away the game. Who you think is behind this? <laughs> shut sh- shut up! Shut up! So many so many former presidents could have incited that riot. So yes. I, I guess the real question is whether or not we think that this GOP threat prevents any of these records from actually coming out, right? Like, do do we think that the telecommunications companies are afraid of potential Republican power grabbing uh, in 2022 and 2024? 
I, it's really hard for me to see the telecoms being that worried, given the fact that, like, even if, like, the Republicans got control of Congress in 2022, they still can't get through Biden. So Biden's going to, like, not let them fuck around. So if you're the telecoms, are you really that worried about something that could only happen to you, like, three years down the road? Uh, I mean, to me, it's like there's a party in power and they're asking me for something and they're the ones that can make my life shit right now. So, hey, uh, sorry, GOP. Maybe if you didn't want this to happen, you should have like won some elections, idiots. Imagine, oh man, imagine a world where the, the telecom companies actually use the leverage that they have and they're just like, threaten us, will you? Well, if you do any punitive measures against us, we will show you what a media agenda looks like. You think it's bad now. We're the literal companies that make your telecommunications work. Motherfucker, it will be liberal city. You'll never see another Republican commercial ever. It's just not going to happen. Like, from the top down, we'll cut your balls off. So come at us, bro. Fuck around and find out. Do we know specifically what telecom companies were subpoenaed and who uh the republicans are now threatening uh they were like, i i didn't see any actual direct I, I would assume like literally all of them because i mean all uh, i don't think that the republicans have like a preference for like apple or anything like that so mm. and so every provider of every republican cell phone that could possibly matter so I would assume they all got dragged into the net. I haven't actually seen the uh, the document uh, request from the one six committee. All I saw was the uh, just uh, spittle flecked rage and screaming. Yeah. From I just saw telecom companies because if they're like coming for Apple, it's just like wow. Why would you threaten Apple? The, like we're not in well, I mean, well, I mean world even yet, even if they're but... coming after like like Sprint and T-Mobile and shit. I mean, these companies are huge, and they're providing a service that gets more important with each passing year. Like, can you imagine if, like if T-Mobile was just like, oh yeah, we we updated our terms of service, and in order to connect to our five G network, you literally sign a digital document saying that you believe Donald Trump lost the election in twenty twenty. <laughs> no, it's it's cricket. They're all coming after cricket. The, yeah, that'd be great. the get, GOP. Get, get, GameStop's over there sweating bullets. No, we can't. We can't take any more blows. It's been a rough year. <laughs> the GOP is literally just all on on cricket cell phones and like have these people Boost like mobile. yeah <laughs> boosted cricket. <laughs> the the elephant loves boosted cricket. Have these people never heard of burners? Like why are you why are you doing stuff on your cell phone to where it could be subpoenaed? Like. I'm not telling you how to commit crime better, but holy shit, fucking try harder. Get get a burner for when you're inciting a riot. And that's the thing that makes it even dumber is that, like, they knew it was coming. Like, I mean, they knew that the 1-6 protests were happening. They knew Trump was going to address a frothing, rabid crowd. It wasn't like when this started happening, they were like, oh, man, this was totally unforeseen. Yeah. But it's like... So, I mean, how are you not on your burner that day in order to, like, try to mitigate stuff? I mean, like, you're, you're, uh, I mean, ha- if you're Matt Gates, how are you not on your burner constantly? I mean, that guy can't possibly have an actual legitimate phone that should have any anything on it, although it does because he's a colossal dum-dum. I know but- his buddy fully flipped and, like, 
got out of a million years of jail time. I like I will be so excited when we get to hear about old Matt Gates going to jail because that has to be in the works. Yeah, I mean, you, you boy, how are you talking about somebody demanding that the telecom companies don't hand over their shit? Matt Gates is back there just like, you get an MTG? No way! In fact, let's make it illegal for telecoms to ever give up our information. Yeah, the, <laughs> oh my god, he has to just be like, Ugh. Yeah, I mean, oh. hey, that's that's not fair. He would only be nervous if it's true that he was having sex with underage girls that he was paying to travel across state lines to do so. Yeah, that's yeah, and 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 we have no reason to suspect that is even remotely possible. So yeah, oh my so, so, god, so somewhere in the world, Matt Gates is wiping a prodigious amount of sweat off of his massive forehead. Yes. <laughs> He's not having a good day. Uh, do. We- do we want to talk about Madison Hawthorne? And I have to uh, note that in our notes, it says who question mark. I also don't know who Madison Hawthorne yeah, is. When we do our show notes, Mike Rands will talk about these people like the regular plebs amongst us just know who all these dumb fuck conservatives are. And I don't. <laughs> well, uh, well, I'll get you up to speed on him. He is a, a fresh faced young Republican who recently won a house seat in North Carolina and he's basically a Nazi. He's actually like posted on social media that uh, visiting Hitler's um, like summer retreat was like a, something that was on his bucket list. He really wanted to like go there and like chill out and see where old Adolf was hanging out back in the day. Um, and he has been, uh, just, he's, he's trying to aggressively be even more of a lunatic than Marjorie Taylor Greene and Boebert and all the rest of them. He's like really just trying to like cut a swath of even nuttier nuttiness than (laughs) the rest of these clowns, which takes a lot of work. But, uh, recently he decided to make it be known that Biden did not win the election. It was stolen. And that we um, all know that. Yes, we all know that this is pretty obvious. And yeah, I mean, what, what else is new, Prov? Yeah. Uh, well, what, what is new is that um, Hawthorne declared that uh, he um, would, saw that bloodshed would be the outcome of further Democratic victories in elections if they didn't stop cheating. So, you, you like, just here you go, Dems. You better stop, quote-unquote, cheating to win elections Otherwise, uh, it's shooting Second Amendment time and freedom tyranny. Yeah, all that good stuff. So this this elected official literally threatened violence if the other party keeps winning. Yes, that is exactly what happened. And this isn't like that uh, crazy lady in Arizona who's just a state senator. He's actual in big boy Congress and uh, letting everybody know that, yeah, by the way, if uh, Democrats keep controlling the House and the Senate and the White House, well, they're only controlling it by cheating. So red-blooded Americans need to start, like, murdering in order to... Um, nice, 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 in order nice, to, uh, nice. Sa- in order to, quote-unquote, save the republic, as it were. Because- I don't agree with his sentiment, but at the same time, let's fucking go. Like, <laughs> come, I mean, you will find the correlation between fucking around and finding out. Yeah. 
Remember, I, we, have, we have problem solvers, and their name are Predator Drone Strikes. <laughs> <laughs> Callbacks. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, 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 lo- I love how uh, it's, it's always a certain type of person that wants to do armed rebellion against the government, right? Yeah, and not, they, not a lot of not a lot of people in say Massachusetts champing at the bit for that one. No, just driving through. That that that's what happened a little while ago. There was a bunch of them uh, driving through. Oh they yeah, shut down the uh, the highway there in Massachusetts. Yeah, and, and, and then the police confronted them, and those guys were just like, "Uh, <laughs> they all scurried uh, up into the woods." <laughs> we we don't ascribe to your laws, and then ran away into the woods like the like an actual like actual spineless cowards. It's just like here's here's your chance. Like Johnny Law is here to put their boot on your fucking neck, bud. Like you've got your sack full of guns. If not now, then when? <laughs> but no, it's- their 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 move is to run into the woods and then eventually give themselves up because they because they are cowards. Uh, they just wanted, you know, they, they just wanted to go take over a federal building and then somehow not get arrested for it, like those white people, like like a decade ago or whatever. Or when that shit happened. Oh. Yeah, that wasn't a decade ago. That was, um, yeah, was that was just a couple of years ago because I think Trump was still in charge when that no, happened. If it was before COVID, it was at least ten years ago. Uh, yeah, it was before COVID. Then, then at least ten years ago. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, what do we do? We have any other headlines? I think we got through everything. No, uh, no, no, we, we, have, no. We, have, we have the the COVID the COVID slash Reaper roundup. Oh, and and we have a secret last one of uh, Mike Lindell sold his plane, sold one of his planes that was owned by uh, MyPillow. It's valued. We don't know for exactly how much, but the last one that sold was valued at $2.5 million, And everyone is just pretty sure this is to, you know, pay for the fucking Dominion lawsuit that is just sitting over his head. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, oh, I mean, yeah. it's, 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 it's either gonna, like that. It's either going to turn into money for his lawyers or the plane is going to go to Dominion anyway. So I guess yeah. might as well. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, it's nice to see that like Mike Lindell is now finally slowly dawning on the fact that his dumb actions are now going to have punishing consequences for him. Yeah, that that uh, it's all catching up. Yeah, that yeah, he just yeah he just can't uh, spend his way out of whatever it is without feeling a pinch. It's really hilarious uh, watching all of these various right wing grifters just 
running to suckle at the teat of my pillow for that sweet, sweet my pillow money. When you see like the CEO and founder of my pillow now <laughs> is like hemorrhaging money on his own, and it, I mean. I, I posted a tweet like earlier uh, today, I think, or it was yesterday, but where like uh, Jack Posebeck was just has all these different tweets where he's like, "Hey, use my promo code Poso for money off my pillow." Yeah. Need need a new top for your mattress? Post uh, promo code Poso get fifty percent off. And, I mean, it's just and Alex Jones is doing the same thing. I mean, it, they're just like so desperate and groveling, and my pillow is the only sponsor that will have them. And now looks like that spigot's about to like clamp shut real soon. I mean, so it's like, oh no, where's my next right wing sugar daddy to keep me on the air? Oh, come on. Hey, Dominion, you didn't really mean it. Call the lawsuit off. <laughs> Mike Lindell needs his planes and sacks full of money to give to me. I wondered when the money was going to start drying up because I, I was always just like, he's just. He's himself hemorrhaging uh, money and business. I know he's getting some amount of business from people being like, oh, we got to we got to support him like to to own the libs. But like he can't even be on Fox News anymore because they were like, hey, we really need you to fucking knock it off with all this election stuff. And he's like, no, I will never compromise. But I was like, he has to like my pillow isn't can't be that successful like it it had to start drying up at some point yeah no way man that pillow money is forever (laughs) i've I've always said this if you if you want if you want a surefire bet pillows is where it's at yes (laughs) pillows forever yes and i believe that concludes our this week's segment about mike lindell that we like to call pillow talk (laughs) uh, we did have a dumb name for it Yes, we did. So uh, we yeah, will- these these people keep playing so many of the same fucking beats that we we just we just have so many like we just have so many different segments now, like like the COVID slash Reaper Roundup. Yes, which uh, we'll begin with. I guess we'll start with the headliner. Joe Rogan has got himself some COVID. <laughs> sure did. After uh, repeatedly explaining that, like, if and what's really funny is that Rogan had made it clear that if, like, you're young and healthy and you're doing everything right, the COVID's no big deal, so whatever, no reason to inject yourself with a vaccine. So Joe Rogan got COVID, and his response to this thing that's no big deal and you shouldn't worry about it is he's taking everything, literally all the drugs. So... Uh, while the media has been like focusing on the fact that he has said he's taking ivermectin for this, aka probably the horse paste, not the human ivermectin, but um, the important thing is that he is also taking Regeneron or one of the other kind of Regeneron-based treatments. The, the rich person drug, yeah, like the, mon- the, the one you can only get if you're very rich. Yeah, the mononucleide bullshit stuff. So like he's the, not, the, he- the one that seems like it's very cabal adjacent. Yes, yeah, literally, literally that shit that come that does come from like a a fetal stem cell line, which should have QAnon freaking out, but it saved Donald Trump, so we're not going to talk about it. Uh, so, so he's on the high grade shit along with taking the horse paste. So when Rogan probably recovers in a week or two, everyone's going to be like, "Oh, ivermectin! Oh, take that, libs owned!" And it's like, no, he was taking Regeneron. He was taking the shit that, like, 
when that that New York Times article came out about like Trump and how like actually sick he was and how like his oxygen level in his blood was like eighty two percent, which is like dangerously deoxygenated blood, yeah. like 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 Trump who is in his mid seventies aggressively overweight and incredibly sedentary, he was brought back from death's door with Regeneron. So if Rogan's getting that shit, I like his chances, but yeah, just remember like a week or two from now when Joe Rogan is not dead, that we lost Heath Ledger to a weird combination of like interaction between his like sleep medication and his cold medication. And yet Joe Rogan is chasing horse deworming medication with experimental gene therapy and is probably going to come out clean on the other side. Yes. God damn it. Yeah. It, it, he's going to be fine. He's like, I like, I hate to say it. He's very healthy. He'll be fine. And he's on like the best drug they have right now, Regeneron. But like everyone who bought up all the apple flavored gel from tractor supply uh, is going to be, yeah, just uh, uh, champing at the bit to get more ivermectin in them. Yeah. But uh, while Rogan's uh, struggle with COVID is ongoing, uh, Mr. Anti-Vax, a uh, Florida radio, conservative radio host, uh, Mark Bernier, uh, he's dead. He actually died from COVID after labeling himself Mr. Anti-Vax. So you love to uh, see it. Yeah. (laughs) That whole uh, thing we talked about, about uh, fucking around and finding out. I mean, this and and the thing about that that makes that blows my mind is, you know, like Laura Ingram and Tucker Carlson and all these actual like high end Fox News dipshits. You know, they're all vaccinated. You don't actually have to have skin in the game. You can claim to be Mr. Anti-Vax because no one's going to know. No one's going to, like, stab you in the arm and, like, check your blood for antibodies. I mean, you can just lie about your anti-vaccination stance while keeping yourself safe. But no, Mr. Dum Dum wanted to try to win the pony, and guess what? He did. Yeah, Mike, stop giving up the game. Don't listen to Mike Reigns. If you don't believe in the vaccine, just don't take it. Don't yeah. take the vaccine and just go have your best friend spit directly in your mouth. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's what we that, do. That's what we do off off record. We just spit in each other's faces. Just prove, how, prove how stupid liberals are by going out of your way to contract COVID. Do, do your part to make sure that liberals know how dumb they are. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and he was not the only uh, person to uh, meet their end uh, via COVID this week while being an, ag- an aggressive COVID denialist. Uh, Robert David Steele, who is a guy that many people accused of being Q directly. And uh, when we eventually get to our Out of Shadows bonus content, we'll be seeing a lot of him. Uh, Robert, uh, good old Robert, declared that he was the first man ever to declare COVID a hoax. And... Um, then when he uh, tested positive for COVID, he stated that uh, he is tested positive for whatever they are calling COVID nowadays, but he knows it isn't really real. And he basically spent his entire uh, struggle with COVID denying that he had the illness, denying that this was a real thing. And uh, 
pretty much when he got put on the ventilator and all that other good stuff, uh, everyone in the QAnon universe is just like, he wanted to treat it with ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, but those murderous doctors put him on the ventilator and killed him. Because that, <laughs> that's, the, that's the reality they live in, where the ineffective horse dewormer is the truth and the machine that actually makes your lungs work when you can't make them work yourself. That's the thing that kills you. So, um, good Lord. I mean, can, can we at least make it possible for these people to opt out of using the devastatingly ineffectual uh, respirators or whatever? So that way people that need them can have them. Like, can, yeah. can, can we give these people a document to sign where they're just like, hey, if you don't think COVID is real, you can sign this. We will take you off of that ventilator right now. And you can go take all the horse dewormer you want. <laughs> Meanwhile, this 12 year old kid that got COVID because they can't get vaccinated, they're going to need that ventilator, dog. Sorry. Uh, yeah. yeah, like I, I assume they're all on DNAs, right? Or DNRs? Um, DNRs. They have, I mean, I, I would almost think that like it should be kind of a uh, standard standard operating procedure that if these people show up as banged up as they are, unvaccinated and delusional, that you treat them. But if if it goes bad, it goes bad. I mean. Um, if God wanted you to be resuscitated, he wouldn't have given you COVID. <laughs> you're, you're, true. You're interfering in God's plan by, I mean, that's Christian science in a lot of ways. You're supposed to just pray away the illness. And if you're actually sick, you're meddling in God's plan by seeking other people to cure you. What, what, why are you, why are you meddling in this? Yeah. God is trying to pull you into his glorious bosom. Why are you pushing it away? Yeah. <laughs> Embrace God's bosom. Pull yourself off of the ventilator. Pull the tube out of your own throat. Yeah. Oh my oh, god. Man. Yeah. I, 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 oh god. I fucking hate that we have to talk about this every week. I mean, uh, I, I, you know, I'm not unhappy that these idiots are the ones who we are talking about in this particular instance, but I do truly hate that there are enough of these goon lunatics across our country that they're just like willingly offering themselves up to this altar of it, like preventable disease and just like diving into it like a like Scrooge McDuck into a pool full of golden ducats. Yeah, they're just diving headlong into whatever like kills them fastest. And again, so so th- that one guy, he he denied that he had covid the whole way that he was on his respirator or whatever, but for the most part, these people like as soon as the doctors are just like, "Hey, you've got the covid real bad and you're probably going to die and enjoy the last two weeks of your life with this tube down your throat, like being mostly unconscious for it. They're like, yeah, I really regret not getting that vaccine, huh? And like, and, and then they try to tell their families, they're just like, with my dying breath, tell all of our friends that they're idiots. And uh, that message is still somehow not getting through to these people. So, I mean, at some point, like, you know, I don't have the patience of a saint. At some point, I'm just sort of like, yeah, well, if watching your friends and loved ones die of COVID isn't enough, I don't know what is. Like, <laughs> kids hurt real bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, kids hurt real bad. Yeah. So, I mean, as soon as as soon as the, as soon as the government tells me the booster is required, I will take the booster. I don't care if it's the secret third shot that finally gives them control over my brain. At least I don't have to die with a tube down my throat in two weeks. And I would suggest anyone who's listening to this that might be on the fence about vaccination, just get the fucking shot. Like certainly you have somebody out there that cares enough about you that they will be bummed out if you die of COVID. So just take the shot for their benefit, if not for yours. Yeah. 
It, yeah, it, it really just absolutely blows my mind that we have gotten to a point where we have a free shot that will treat and cure this problem and is incredibly effective. Billions of people across the world have gotten this shot. Over 200 million people in America have gotten it. And yet these people are willingly paying their cold, hard cash to buy... Uh, products for animals and hydroxychloroquine and other just crank cures that like what why why are you so like how has reality so mis like so broken inside your brain that you will willingly part with your own money and risk your health over the free shot when you go to work i mean most of your fellow coworkers have to have been vaccinated because guess what? The majority of Americans are vaccinated. Um, when you see all those stats about like 53% of Americans are fully vaccinated, that includes the people under 12 who can't get it. So <laughs> that really tips the balance of these, uh, these charts. But like the amount of adults that are fully vaccinated is like more like 65, 70%. Like the people that can get the shot have voted overwhelmingly in favor of not dying. Like my my workplace, my customers are all old white people. They all got it. They all got the shot because they're old. They don't want to fucking die. They know better. I mean, it's it's all I ever heard from them. Like back when back when the uh, the shot was rationed out, the old people got it first. It's all I ever heard about was, oh, I had a sore arm for you for a few days. Oh, I had a fever for a few days. Table after table after table after old person after old person after old person. It was just, here were the side effects I had. Well, here were my side effects. And then they'd get mad because they got rivered and lost 50 bucks. And that was like their, that was their week's gambling money. So, I mean, but. People like anyone who tells you in the QAnon universe or whatever that we're the majority and we have to stand firm. You're not. You're absolutely not. You are a dumb, angry, loud, stupid minority who is risking your health and your life and the health and life of your friends and family by refusing to take this incredibly safe and effective vaccine. You colossal dum dums. We're we're preaching to the choir. Our audience are vaccinated, and if you're not, what the fuck are you doing? Hey, uh, then clip this out and we'll put it on our uh, we'll put it on my, on my Twitter feed. It's just hey, you, you don't know, maybe, maybe maybe we have some real cute devout like hate listening to us. That, that's always the dream. I always hope that there's somebody out there just seething with rage listening to us every week. Yeah, just like oh these fucking chumps, they're so wrong. Yeah, it's like hey. well you're still listening. Yeah, yeah, it's like the Howard it's, Stern, it's like the Howard Stern thing where the people who hate him listen to him two more minutes than the people who liked him listen to him. Yeah, if you're yeah. hate listening to us, let us know and thanks. Thanks for that uh, like and subscribe. Yeah, hit that five-star review. Doesn't matter what you write. Spew as much vitriol as you want to, but help us massage that algo, please. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of our amazing hate-listening fans, do we want to take their questions? I think we should. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q&A. Yeah, uh, so uh, Paste uh, starts the week off by asking, uh, just saw that the uh, Arizona Cyber Ninja results dropped. How is QAnon taking it? I mean, they've waited so long and always kept an eye on it. Uh, they Should they be really happy today they can expose all the election fraud and reinstall Trump as president? Well, again, uh, what dropped was the documents, like the transparency request from the court. The actual audit report will never actually be released. It will never happen. Because it's incredibly embarrassing. 
I mean, like, literally, their only two options are uh, pissing off QAnon and and Ken Byrne and, Mike, and, and Michael Flynn and all the other grifters that were riling people up or getting a trillion-dollar lawsuit from Dominion. And I don't think the CEO of Cyber Ninjas has a uh, $2.5 million plane to sell. I don't think that guy's got the deep, the deep pockets of... He doesn't get that my pillow cash to throw around to fend off his trillion-dollar lawsuit. Oh, boy, that'll be fun to see. Yeah, so I like this report is never getting released, and it, it, it's going to literally be sent to the Arizona State Senate, and they're going to be like, we have read the report, and we are comfortable with its findings. No, we're not going to tell you what it found. Moving on. So, <laughs> They've just got like a like a fucking laser sight from a from a, a lawsuit sniper just like posted yeah. up on, on a on a building nearby, just yeah. waiting for one of these cyber digits guys to be like, and here's our bombshell report, Dominion voting systems, election fraud. And it's just like click boom. Enjoy your one point two billion dollar lawsuit, idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Killtacular. Yes. <laughs> Killionaire. Yes, the Killionaire lawsuit. That's what they're going to hit him with. Oh, my God. But, yeah, so um, Cyber Ninjas, this this game will never end. This is is the Whitey tape. This is uh, the Wiener laptop. This is just another thing. Like, someday the Arizona audit report will drop, and then, then we will have freedom in America. Um, so thank you for the question. Uh, Sub-Zero Shirt Art asks, uh, these people swear by Sun Tzu and believe you need to appear weak when you're strong, etc. Joe Biden ran for president almost reluctantly against like 30 other candidates for the Democratic nomination in Trump. The American people begrudgingly carried him into the White House. How weak when strong is that? And it's like, yes, Joe Biden is the ultimate Sun Tzu. He... Yeah. <laughs> He was literally like every person I've ever read on Twitter talking about the Democrat, the Biden, the general election would be like, you know, Biden wasn't my first choice or my second choice or my third choice, but fuck Trump, got to beat him. So Biden it is. So I mean, yeah. just by being incredibly milquetoast and dull and by appealing to the right people to win the Democratic primary, Joe Biden defeated everybody. So uh, good on him. Yeah, by by not disenfranchising black folks the way that certain other potential candidates did, uh, <laughs> he, he he managed to uh, get carried like so much Frodo Baggins in the hands of Samwise Gamgee uh, to to what, the summit of Mount Doom. Whatever could you mean? Yeah, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I I didn't mention anyone by name. I just do know that some political candidates out there have been accused of maybe not appealing to non-white voters enough. Um, <laughs> And, you know, you make of that what you will. But it turns out that Biden is the president we got, and it's fucking a fair sight better than Trump. So Yes, yeah. uh, If if you're one of the people who wanted a different candidate but managed to still suck it up and vote for the right team, I truly thank you. Yes, agreed. Uh, So, yes. uh, But also, I love love how, uh, you know, when things aren't going their way, of course, all of these, like, QAnon idiots are just like, oh, yeah, man, like... Yeah, fade weakness to, to hide your strength or whatever. But then they love Donald Trump because they're just like, oh, he's so strong and macho. He just he tells it how it is. He carries himself like such a like such a strong like bully boy. I love him. I can't can't get enough of his rippling pecs. And it's just like, yeah, the, you you guys are the masters of having it both ways because 
the the goalposts are an illusion. You're like Neo in the Matrix. There are no goalposts. I've never seen a more doughy looking idiot. I just don't like. I've never understood Trumpism and like. There's like, oh, he is the alpha, and it's like he looks so disgusting, and like. I don't, want to, I don't want to just sit here and make fun of his appearance, but I will uh, because I can. So there you go. <laughs> well, I mean, he also like could could walk down that ramp by himself and got yeah. COVID, and it's just like there, there's like a mountain of evidence to to point to the fact that Donald Trump is not what you should be pointing to when you're describing your fucking Chad Alpha bro dude. But, <laughs> you know, for whatever reason, he's QAnon's guy, so they're just yeah. like we love him, like it. Oh, man, if Vladimir Putin could legally run for president of the United States, these people would throw Donald Trump into a dumpster immediately. Oh, God, they would kill for Vladdy Daddy to be their president. Yeah. Can you imagine watching a shirtless Trump ride a horse? Ugh. Oh, God. <laughs> glunk, glunk. Yeah. Especially because the horse would be riddled with worms because the owner of the horse could not get their hands on the deworming medication they need for it because <laughs> Trump was too busy injecting it like bleach into his veins to prevent his COVID. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. Well, so, why? Why is the reality that we live in fucking Mad Magazine all of a sudden? This sucks. <laughs> so, uh, thank you for the question. Uh, Narc asks, um, "Do you think Cam Newton was was cut because he was an anti-vaxer?" Yes, one million percent. Uh, Bill Belichick sent him on out on a rail because. Uh, you just can't have your quarterback be uh, an anti-vaxxer if they're not really, really incredibly good and you have to suck it up and deal with their crazy kookiness because you have no one else on the roster who's as good or even or slightly worse than them. So when you are a fair to middling at best quarterback and you're like, yeah, it's entirely possible I'm just going to miss two weeks in the middle of the season for no good reason. If I'm the coach, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you can go fuck yourself. I'm going with the other guy. He I'm may gonna just get, be- I'm going to get other members of the team sick as well. Right. Well, yeah, especially because, yeah, the, the NFL has made it clear that this season they're just like, we are not delaying shit. If you cannot keep your people in check and you have a COVID outbreak, like, enjoy playing the game with your third and fourth stringers. Too fucking bad. So <laughs> if anybody thought for a second that Bill Belichick was going to let any of his, like, like skill position players – like that were starters decided to just not get the vaccine for no reason. They were on fucking drugs. They were on good, good drugs. <laughs> yeah. The best drugs. And the NFL is also gone above and beyond just playing with third and fourth years. If you don't have enough players and they're unvaccinated, you forfeit, you fucking lose the game and your team doesn't get their game checks for that week. So you literally rip money out of everybody's hands and you lose a game. And there's not a lot of games in the NFL. So that could like kick you out of the playoffs. And now you have a chance to win the Super Bowl, all that good shit. So like the NFL has like a no fucks given policy when it comes to anti-vaxxers. And yeah, yeah, I- you think uh, you think Bobby Kraft is gonna like it when uh, when the Pats can't take the field because everyone on the team has fucking COVID? They literally can't field a team, so they just forfeit. N- nice ad revenue for that game, idiots. Yeah. Oh yeah, that'd be great having a nice empty stadium that week. You only have eight or nine home games every year. You just lose one of those. Yeah, that's good. That, that helps out. That helps the bottom line out a lot. So. But I mean, hey, Cam Newton still think that he has enough juice to be an anti-vax idiot. Uh, is probably the best news that Patriots fans have received in a long time. Yeah. Who's that other? Wasn't there another Patriot who just got let go because he uh, wouldn't get vaccinated? 
Uh no, I didn't hear anything about that. But uh, it was it it wasn't a receiver. Um, nope, not off the top of my head. Ah, it must be a different team. No, but I, I, I know they cut Sony Michelle. Thank God. Oh, they traded him to the Rams. So yeah, the Rams were desperate for a running back, and we gave him Sony for like a bag of footballs. It was great. Yeah, I mean, well, I, can, can you imagine being so desperate for a running back that you are trading for Sony Michelle? I mean, okay, whatever. <laughs> the, 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 this is not sports talk radio. We would need to do a separate podcast for that. Uh, hey, uh, line three, Tommy from Quincy. How, what are you doing? Uh, I think Cam Newton's a bomb. Thanks, Tommy from Quincy. You're the best. But um, trust the Belichick system, boys. Okay, oh, cool. Thanks, bud. Yeah, yes, I'm going to the packy. You want a beer? Oh, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Cam Newton is not Carson Wentz or Kirk Cousins, who have both uh, come out as aggressive anti-vaxxers who will remain the starting quarterbacks for their teams. But uh, again, good luck to the Colts and Vikings. Can't wait till I uh, come on Twitter week seven in the NFL season. Carson Wentz out with COVID. Walk, walk <laughs> on. I mean, it's just, oh, who would have ever thought that was going to happen? Yeah, I mean, fuck boys. The Colts need, the Colts need all, the, all the luck they can get, am I right? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> so uh, it's now time for uh, Old Man Watkins Fight Club Question of the Week, which is different this week. Uh, he says, uh, anyways, grifting, w- which of these things you're grifting for is like the worst, which is, or, and, and which is the most dangerous? Grifting for money, social status, religious, religious power, or political power? Like what would you think is the most dangerous? And which is like kind of like something that's like you would see as being kind of a tolerable hustle, as it were. And I mean, I I kind of think the most dangerous one is political power because once you're actually using this shit to try to like foment rage and anger, like on that level, that's when you get into like really bad places. Again, it's like this is Marjorie Taylor Greene and Bobert have been screaming and yelling this whole time about uh, the election being stolen and it being fraudulent, and they know who their audience is. And like a, b- a bunch of these other Republicans, they know who they're talking to. They're the people who stormed the Capitol. They're the people who have pulled all this shit and have shown that they're capable of being dangerous. So, like, I just think that if you're trying to scam these people to get yourself political power you're really playing with fire because that's a really dangerous thing to do because once you start with that, you can't back down. I mean, you can't, you you can't like uh, turn back the crowd. I mean, Donald Trump in blood red Alabama got booed aggressively for telling the crowd to get vaccinated. I mean, so if you want to keep the crowd happy, you have to tell them everything they want to hear. Not even Donald Trump was able to stay on script good enough for these people. So um, you've got to, you're, you're, you're just risking a lot for like that kind of thing. And as for the other stuff, I think like pretty much if you're grifting just to get like popular on Twitter or whatever, that's as harmless as it can possibly be. The only problem is, is that once you get that audience, then you're like, I have a large audience. Maybe I should start a, putting out my Patreon and selling some t-shirts and doing this, that, the other thing. So, I mean, I just think it's really hard to like stay on that, like that first level of just wanting to get a hundred likes on Gab or Telegram or whatever. Uh, Sarge, do you want to go next? Uh, I mean, Mike kind of (laughs) took a lot of meat off the boat and I'm not complaining. He just nailed it. Like, I, I don't really have much to say on that uh he hit all the big points there uh kind of a cop-out but I, I don't think i can add anything to what he said 
it is a cop out and fine i'll be i'll be the edgelord on the podcast i don't give a fuck i think it has to be religion because religion is the ur grift like no nobody nobody grifts for religion so that they could just save people's souls like no, nobody's in it for that like if you're if you're grifting for religion then it means that like you're using that religion as a way to accumulate money or accumulate political clout or what have you there's no like there's no terminus for you grifting for the lord that that simply ends with you just being like ah, ha ha you bought into my grift and now your soul is saved and i feel fulfilled spiritually so that's that like it's never happened in history and it's not going to start now grifting well, for religion is incredibly scummy and, and you're not wrong it's probably been around the longest Oh yeah, and the thing is, as as you said, when you grift for religion, it almost always leads to grifting for money. Like once you start like getting people into your church, then you start passing the collection plate around. So it's almost inevitable you're going to become even worse for people as time goes on. I'd be pretty yeah, sure. I mean, like, you could be a politician and like pay lip service to religion because it makes you look good, but. If, if you're out there grifting for religion and, and you're like rubbing rubbing elbows with any political figure, then that's like a much more sinister thing. Like you're like you're in it for clout. You want to you want to bend the ear of somebody with power so you can advance an agenda. Um, so I think I, I just think that it has to that religion has to be the most poisonous one. Uh, it, it, like out of those options and maybe out of any options, but like I, I just think the fact that it sort of it just sort of like encompasses all of them, so it feels sort of like cheating as an answer. I, I, yeah, and I mean, just it's it's certainly one of the most ironic, as in the Bible, there's literally a passage where Jesus goes into a temple and starts flipping out on religious grifters and throwing them out of the church. So, you know, there you go. Yeah, yeah but I mean, who reads the Bible anyway? Come on. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, Reverend Xenofact asks, uh, people need to push back against the GQP. So what activist orgs do you terrific trio of the Q of the hell world uh, podcast recommend people join? Maybe you can focus on one each week to give them a boost. Uh, I don't know of any particular activist group because the, I mean, the problem right now is, is that there's like, removing people from a cult and deprogramming and that kind of stuff is so time intensive and requires such a specialized skill set that I don't think there's like a direct like head on confrontation of QAnon that you can like engage in. Uh, yeah, just, right. just support your local elections. Yes. Yeah. Just, 2022 yeah. is coming up and it's going to be more important now than ever that you support the right candidates in your local elections. Yes. I, like I put, when I had a yard, I put a veterans for Biden sign in my yard I like I did what I anyone I thought I could talk to I did but well right. right now it's pretty obvious that a lot of a lot of the the QAnon like you know mission plan is to get themselves in in these positions of low level government power right like sheriffs and you know members of school boards and stuff like that so if you're really interested in like investing your time and your effort and or your money uh, like fighting the good fight against like QAnon and the 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 GOP in general, you know, like really with, with 2022 coming up, like you really just need to invest that time and effort supporting liberal candidates that you believe in. Like, yeah, that that like a, a single organization is not going to do it. We we just have to we have to fight them on the fronts that they want to fight on. 
Right, and it, like go to your local school board, like find out who they are, find out who's running against them, and see if there are kooks, see if there are QAnon people there, like find their names, look them up on Google and stuff, see what their social media looks like. Because trust me, any QAnon person running for anything is not shy about what they're doing. They're very proud about saving America and saving the children from liberal indoctrination. So they're they're out there. They're out there, and they're going to be proud about it. So uh, just keep it. Just keep your head on a swivel, as it were. And yeah, go, go to one of these like PTA meetings or whatever. And uh, uh, if if there are white like white ladies screaming bloody murder about how uh, a mask mandate is the same as the Holocaust, then like that that's probably where your battleground is. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, look into your local sheriff. A lot of sheriffs run unopposed. John Oliver has a great episode on sheriffs. They control a ton of power and routinely run unopposed. Yeah. So uh, thank you for the question, Reverend Xenofact. Uh, Screaming in Digital asks, uh, what are your views on the newfound openness of QAnon and here returning for Congress in 2022? It appears that the stigma is all but gone. Uh I think that like a lot of them, I saw like one woman's like running against AOC in New York. So she can enjoy losing by a trillion because that district is ocean blue. I think a lot of these people that are quote unquote running for office as QAnon candidates are just grifting. They're just aggressively uh, creating a social media platform. They're not going to do any actual physical campaigning. So I think that the, and they're just doing this to make money off of an audience. They know will give them money because if if you are like, I'm running against AOC, send me to Congress, idiots are going to give you money. They don't understand that there's no way you can possibly win. And then you can take that money and use it to write off all your expensive dinners or your trip at the spa because that was a campaign stop. So I think like the more interesting thing is to look at the people who are running in like competitive districts and stuff like that. There's like this one like schlubby looking dude who became like the new uh, star of QAnon and his name is aggressively escaping me right now. And he's like running in a district in Pennsylvania that's actually competitive, which is really interesting to me. So those are the races I'm more interested in because those are the people that if they can be outed as QAnon supporters, will probably lose those elections because of the fact that like, it's an actual real thing where it's relevant. Whereas, uh, most of these new candidates that I'm seeing, they know what they're doing. And they're like, I'm going to send Nancy Pelosi back home. And it's like, no, you're not. Pelosi's going to win, beat you 75-25. You're going to try and raise money and then steal it from your campaign when your right. campaign loses. Right. I mean, yeah. if, if if the meat of this question is how do we feel about it, then my, my, my answer is like, <laughs> I feel fucking awful about it. Like, it, it's, it's like, it's like watching, uh, you know. Uh, Lex Luthor run for president and maybe win, like like happen to the comics or like you know vote for President Loki or whatever. It's just like these people are so transparently fucking awful, but somehow they're getting votes because the world is like upside down and like half of it is on fire and the other half is drowning. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's not great. I, I would say it's the opposite. Of great. Yeah, hopefully getting outed as QAnon ruins puts a spoke in a bunch of their wheels, but because QAnon like. Q was not wrong. QAnon needed to stay a little more underground than it did because I, I want to say it's slightly more poisonous now, but who fucking yeah. knows? I've yeah. been proven wrong time and again. 
Yeah, uh, we got two more questions before our final question, which is, uh, so existential Ivermectin, who's now uh, not the dreadlocks anymore, says, mm-hmm. uh, do you think the Nirvana guy is trying to tap with the QAnon zeitgeist with this ridiculous lawsuit against the band? He's also suing 17 people, which seems really suspect. Oh, the the kid who, the guy who was the baby on the Nirvana album cover? I don't know. Yeah. I know that exists. I didn't look into it at all. Is he a like a QAnon grifter? Uh, he does not appear to be a QAnon grifter, but it seems like this lawsuit is like a really angry, weird thing, and he's tapping into the whole child pornography thing. So he's like shaking like certain trees that one would shake if you were trying to get that audience on your side. I haven't seen him like come out even like the 17 people being sued thing is like a weird is weird, and that could just be our broken brains at this point, but. Uh, I, I really can't say that the, that he himself is doing anything more than lashing out in a really weird way about a thing that uh, I don't think anyone knows that you're the Nirvana baby, dude. I mean, you probably don't look like the tiny baby that you were back yeah. then. See, so, I mean, honestly, like, it, like this is this is sort of a weird one for me because I'm kind of just on the guy's side. The amount of money he's asking for is really small compared to like the amount of money that Nirvana has like made over the course of their, you know, run in terms of like selling albums. Like I think I I think when I checked he's only asking for like $120,000 or something. But it's also just like, you know, uh like I might be a little uncomfortable with a nude photo of me as a baby being like a worldwide like thing that people could just call up on the internet whenever they want to and look at my little baby dick like I kind of see how that, like, even even if it's not immediately recognizable that it's him, like, he knows that it's him. I could see that causing you some emotional distress when, whenever you're just like, ah, time to look at the top the top 50 albums of all time. Oh, look, it's my dick as a baby. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can, Yeah, I can see you. I didn't know he was only asking for 120000 that, uh, that figure might not be entirely accurate, but like, it's not like he's suing, he's not like dominioning these people. He's not, he's yeah. not going after the Nirvana estate for like a baga- a bagazillion dollars. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know yeah. how to feel about that. I need more information on that. Yeah. We, like, we, it's just hard, it's just hard for me to like get into the headspace of somebody whose tiny baby dick has been seen by hundreds of millions, if not billions of people. Yes. Yeah. But they have no way to know it's him except for him telling them. Like yeah. we didn't... But again, like, like I don't necessarily like. I mean, in the year of our Lord twenty and twenty one, like it sort of seems like we we've evolved our our understanding of mental health enough where we should be able to understand that you like it, it's not necessary that people know that that's him for that to cause him trauma. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, yeah, I I don't think he's wrong, and I don't think he's right. It's uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's 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 a sticky wicket, as they say. So, and I and I don't think he's like I don't I really don't think that he's going all out QAnon on this. I don't think that that's really. Uh, yeah, I, I won't put QAnon yeah. on anyone without yeah. it being proven. No, it yeah. just strikes me that he's just a dude who's tired of seeing his baby penis all over everything all the time, always. <laughs> like like that guy could never walk into like a Spencer's gift or whatever and not see a big poster or T shirt of his baby dick. <laughs> And like, and like, for what I understand, like for a while, he said he was cool with it. But then like recently he decided, you know what? No, I'm not fucking cool with it. I'm actually sick of it. And I would like a giant pile of money, but not an absorbent amount of money to like, you know, help 
assuage my trauma or whatever. I don't know. I'm sort of on the guy's side. I wouldn't want my baby dick all over the world either. Uh, I'll remember that and I'll, I'll destroy those photos. So yeah. uh, thank you. So thank you for the question. Uh, Klutz Zero asks, uh, favorite sci-fi franchise and an explanation of why? Mm, wow, that's a tough one. Uh, I really like... See, it just depends on what I'm looking for. Dog, isn't yours Mass Effect not close? Yeah, probably, but I haven't had... In- I have a mixed relationship with Mass Effect. Uh, I really like when I was younger, I really liked the Shadowrun novels because I like that world a lot. Mass Effect is, yes, probably going to end up being the answer, but I I also really like Warhammer 40k books when I'm looking for that kind of like big guy shooting stuff with guns or just like guys fighting monsters. Uh, it, It depends on what I'm looking for at the time. Mass Effect is going to if i have to give one answer yeah i'll be mass effect uh and, and man, why uh, I, I love Mike. it i love space operas and i for the most part got to feel like i got to interact with it way more than say a star wars or star trek or a, a blade runner uh mike rains what about you dog uh, I would say, uh, like my, I, my two favorites, probably, uh, one would be Babylon five, but it just wasn't that big of a franchise because it basically just had its one run and then the movies I would love, I would love for someone to mess around in that sandbox. Cause the, I, the one thing I really loved about that show more than anything was that humans were not the ultimate shit kickers of that show. Like no, they were pretty low on the pecking order. Yeah. There were, there were like five main races that were like the races that were quote unquote, the good guys or whatever that were on the actual UN space station. And the humans were ex- uh, an aggressive third place and they were absolutely no fucking where near number one. And number one was massively ahead of number two, which was massively yeah. ahead of humans. So, it was just like, man, it's really awesome that there's an actual like sci-fi show where humans are like kind of trying to find their footing and there are alpha dogs above them. They're like, yo, humans, way to make it into the stars. You're nowhere near us still though, bro. So that was just like really like kind of cool and really interesting to me. And I just wish that there had been more stuff done around that. That like it, it, that there had been like Star Trek: Next Generation, DS9, Voyager. I wish that stuff had happened with Babylon Five, but it didn't, and that's unfortunate. And uh, for like my more popular franchise that got played around with more, I would definitely say Terminator. I really enjoyed that series as a kid, and um, I mean the later movies have been not great, but I kind of enjoy hate watching them and make, making fun of some of the stuff they've done to destroy the legacy. But like Terminator One and Two are incredible, so uh, I really enjoyed that series. Yeah, it's funny. I would like so uh I'm not like a huge sci-fi guy and uh, like a big part of that is probably because in general sci-fi franchises tend to suck. Like as a whole, they very rarely like get the job done in totality. Like for instance, I think my favorite sci-fi movie ever is Terminator 2. But if you look at the Terminator franchise, it's way more misses than hits. Like, you know, there's there's like two good movies and then three bad movies and a TV show that can go either way, depending on your preference. So, like, I, I, I can't snap off Terminator as an answer the way that Mike Reigns can, despite the fact that I love Terminator 2. And it's like the, sort of the same thing with The Matrix, right? Like, the first Matrix movie, I think, is a timeless classic. It's still just as rewatchable now as it ever has been. Like, it was a huge pioneer. There's like a ton of great stuff in it. But then they had to ruin it 
by making more of it. And like, it just, it just has been bad. So like off the top of my head, I'd say that probably my, my favorite individual piece of fiction might be like sci-fi fiction might be Terminator two, uh, like pretty close up there with aliens. Um, but if I had to talk about my favorite sci-fi genre, that would be cyberpunk, the genre, not the game. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I just really love that sort of, uh, sort of, you know, corporate dystopian future. Like the cyberpunk vibe really gets me. Um, I, I'm a listener too of Synthwave, So, uh, I, I'm, I'm about that cyberpunk life. Yeah, me too. I love cyberpunk. Cyberpunk's the best. So, um, so I will then wrap us up with uh, the question in numerous, which is, uh, what are you excited about? Uh, I have been playing Control, as I've talked about. I've really gotten into it now, and I'm excited to play more Control. I'm, I am I know the game came out two years ago now, but uh, I just got around to it, and I'm having a ton of fun. It is paranormal science fiction, and I love the aesthetic and the vibe. Uh, it it taught me about brutalism, a type of architecture that you're familiar with, even if you didn't know the name of it before this. And it digs in. It's got a real SCP vibe. I think I've mentioned it before in this. But I, I have a bunch of the psychic powers you get in it now that you get from objects of power. I, I'm having a ton of fun. The, the world is a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. Uh, I've been getting to play a lot of board games recently, which uh, excites me. Will continue to excite me. Um, I, I've, I've recently been on quite the heater, and uh, I've, I've won out all three games we have played in the past couple of board game nights we have attended. So uh, I'm, I'm running it up. I think I think I'm like nine and zero over the past like week in terms of uh, just smashing it at various board games, many of which I'm learning for the first time, uh, nice. which is great because a lot of them I'm playing against my my good friend and rival. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's always fun to get to like rub his face in it a little bit to like, we, 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 we challenge each other the way that Goku and Vegeta do. Like I'm going to rub his nose in and I'm going to be like, ah, I'm super Saiyan now. What you're going to do. And then inevitably he will go super Saiyan and he will put me in the dirt for a while. And so the wheel will, will continue. <laughs> Uh, I'm just really looking forward to uh, just a week one of the NFL season because I'm in this, uh, I'm in the casino and all you ever have is people talking about the games and the betting and action and all that stuff. And I'm known as being a very uh, braggadocious person when it comes to my hot, hot picks and stuff like that. And what's really funny, and I think this is a, a truth about like everything in the world, if you just are arrogant and confident and just like then say things like you mean it. I have so many people that when I walk into the poker room, they're like, Oh man, it's Mike Rains. He, I won so much money off his plays last year. And in the back of my head, I'm like, I was maybe 50, 50 with the tips I gave you. And half the time I told you a winner, you didn't play it, but people just have it in their head that I'm an expert because I just act like I'm an expert. And it's just so funny that way. So, um, fake it until you make it baby. Absolutely. Absolutely. So like just having that and just like, I've, I've, I've had so many people because I usually like, like the, I like talking about betting overs and unders and they're like, Oh, this guy's so good on totals. What's your play for week one, man? What are you doing? And I'm just like, Oh my God. Like, it's just, it's just hilarious. So I just really love that vibe. I just love the excitement that like this time of year gets people going and everyone's got an opinion. So you get to get, you know, like you get to kind of uh, on Sundays 
the the game is secondary to everyone watching the game on the television. It's like, sir, you're facing a $75 all-in. What are you doing? Shut up. It's fourth and two. If they don't make it, I win $200. It's like, okay, everybody, game's on hold until uh, this idiot drops a pass or whatever. So it's, it's, just, it's just a lot of fun that way. I like it. Well, thanks for the questions, everybody. And uh, it's time for me to go ahead and zip up our Mario Brothers style frog suits so we can hop on out of Hell World for this week. Uh, so uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. If you want to continue to support the podcast, you can do so by spreading the word, telling a friend uh, that you think that these three chuckleheads on the Internet have some pretty salient points to make about the QAnon phenomenon. Um, if you are already listening and you have already told all of your friends, then go ahead and give us a five star review or a positive review. You know, sm- smash that bell, do whatever, like help us massage that sweet, sweet algorithm. If you have money and you would like to give us that money, we will happily receive it. You can do so by visiting our Patreon at patreon.com slash poker politics. Anybody who donates $5 and above gets access to our sweet, sweet bonus content. Uh, Already wrapped up series like The Foulest Deed, where Mike Rains discusses the JFK assassination. Currently running series like Cabalin, where the whole group talks about Janet O's Fall of the Cabal. And future uh, series such as What We Do Out of Shadows, where we will be taking our critical eye towards the... uh, what, what's the name of that property? Out of Shadows. Out, uh, out of Shadows. I, I couldn't remember if there was anything leading up to it. Uh, anyway, so yeah, there's a whole bunch of bonus content that's already up and that will be coming up in the future. And you get access to all of that stuff for the low, low price of $5 per month. Uh, you can become one of our beautifuler babies by going, once again, to patreon.com slash pokerpolitics. And we have a glorious, beautifuler baby for this week by the name of Walter. Thank you so much for supporting us, Walter. You were the second out of five. Uh, we said that once we got five more beautifuler babies, we would do a special binge-worthy uh, Adventures in Hellwell crossover episode where we talk about and dissect uh, White Squall in a series that we're going to be calling, or a very special episode that we're going to be calling, Where We Go One, We Go Squall. So thanks so much for your support. Uh, keep it rolling if you would like that sweet, sweet extra content. Uh, if you have money and you don't want to give it to us, you can donate it to love146.org. They're an organization whose vision is, quote, the end of child trafficking and exploitation. That's in their words, and it sounds like a pretty good cause to me. As always, we have to thank a certain number of people who help make the show go, uh, including DJ Minimal Effort, who is still too cool for social media, but has provided our wonderful intro uh, and outro song. Uh, Frosty, who's a voiceover artist who you can find on Twitter at FrostyVO. And ourselves, who you can find on uh, Twitter at BingeWordy. Myself and Sarge do a spinoff podcast where we talk about various pop media stuff. And you can find us there at BingeWordy, B-I-N-G-E-W-O-R-D-Y. So, for another successful episode of the Adventures in Hellworld podcast, I have been one of your hosts, Hellworld L, signing off for Hellworld Sarge, and as always, our wonderful QAnon expert, Mr. Mike Rains. Good speed, patriots!